You are listening to the Amodamar podcast. In this series, Amoda explores her essential teaching through conversation and excerpts from interviews and events. To find out more about events and to sign up for her newsletter, go to www.amodamar.com. Please subscribe, comment and share if this podcast moves you. And if you feel called to donate, please go to the website. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy. Greetings everyone again. My name is Kavi and uh, I'm, I've, I have the pleasure again of uh, talking with Amoda about today's um, subject. Hello Amoda. Hello Kavi. I have the great pleasure of speaking with you again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Today, you, you actually chose, pretty much chose this subject because it seems relevant to the times that we're in. And, uh, and I know also that you've, you've just written uh, a, a social media post about it. Today's uh, subject is called Meeting Beyond Division. Uh, very relevant, as I said, for the times that we're in. So, you know, let's just jump straight in. And, I, 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 and would you read out what you wrote, and then we'll take it from there and try and open it up a little. Yes, of course. So it's called, Can We Meet Beyond Division? Can we meet beyond division? Can we meet each other beyond belief, beyond opinion, beyond the choices we make in our lives? This is the deeper call of our times. In a world of increasing division, a world in which stances are taken, opinions are worshipped, enemies are out there to be fought and vanquished, and who I am is more about what I believe than about our true nature beyond belief, we are coming to a bifurcation point. The deeper purpose of our times is to invite, cajole, and even force us to go beyond all need, desire, and attempt to make ourselves right and the others wrong. It's a potent invitation from existence to meet meet each other in the deepest acceptance, to let each other be and let each other follow their own inner authority and make their own choices and believe whatever they want to believe. It is not our right to tell others what they should do, or say, or think, or feel. It is a God-given right to make up our own minds and follow our own inner calling and live according to our own rhythm. It is time to meet in the field of unconditionality, gentleness, and kindness to all. It is time to go beyond inner and outer division. It is a challenge for most, as we are trained to see differences, to see separation, to see opposition, and to find some kind of security or identity in the position we take. But there is great freedom and great love in letting it all fall away, and standing nakedly open, and yet unshakably present on groundless ground. And there is a truth that is beyond surface appearances, a truth that is one unified field of consciousness from which all appearances arise. Can we meet here in this vast openness, this infinite stillness, untainted by the flapping about of the peripheral personhood? 
Enough, my friend, of the divided state. Enough of the coercing and bullying and ostracizing of others who do not live their lives and make the same choices and hold the same beliefs as you. Let us let each other be. Let us let each other be free. Let us know that nothing matters more than the unconditionality of forgiveness. And forgiveness is simply a letting be. Thank you. Okay. We could stop right there, couldn't we? <laughs> you know, I know that this this kind of uh, a, a kind of clarion call to uh, a deeper unity. I mean, this provokes a million questions. Right, I'm I'm trying to wonder where to where to start asking you and talking with you about about this. Um, <clears throat> where are we going to go? Let me ask well, you first of all: is is like your teaching, the teaching? it points to an undivided state. So this is not something, you know, extracurricular. This is at the very heart of what's being talked about, but it seems to be becoming a perennial or an urgent call, an urgent, yeah, I think that's something that's coming up uh, because maybe because the world that we're experiencing, both maybe the inner world, but certainly the outer world, is is appearing more and more and more divided. Um, what is where does that land in you? Well, it lands. <laughs> it lands at the beginning of what you said. Is that my teaching is not um, different or separate to this? <laughs> what seems like a well, what is a clarion call? Um, the undivided state is at the core, at the essence of um, what I speak of and what I point to as uh, awakened consciousness. Yeah, it's the undivided state. It's is perhaps a description a pointer to how awakened consciousness is lived. Yeah. Awakened consciousness, of course, is undivided. (laughs) Yeah. It is beyond um, any categorization of the mind. It is beyond separation. It is the unified field of consciousness that is recognized as who I am. Yeah. True nature when we wake up out of the dream of separate self. So, of course, it's undivided. Um, it's what we might call uh, oneness, yeah? an experience of oneness, um, an experience of God, we may call an experience of the totality, where the self merges into that totality. Um, there's many ways to describe it, uh, many nuances. So, of course, it's undivided. 
And then there's the, the living of that truth. And so the living of that truth requires us to have a razor-sharp ability to see <laughs> into how how in, into how the unconscious divided state can still operate in the lived in the in the, yeah, in the living reality of everyday life yeah there may have been awakened consciousness recognized but it does not necessarily filter all the way. That requires a deeper uh, vigilance, a more fine-tuned vigilance. And so to live as the undivided state is exactly what these times are calling us to. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's not, it's not a, a spiritual luxury anymore <laughs> or even a spiritual journey, if you like. It's, it's, it's a living reality in which the world itself itself is becoming a much more turbulent, uh, perhaps uh, seemingly fearful, uh, confusing, chaotic place to live in unless we go to the next stage that is beyond division within ourselves okay well because when you say we who do you mean i mean everybody yeah but people aren't you know the 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 problem and one of the reasons why this is an urgent not it's not urgent urgent but is an important conversation is because the majority as we know aren't available and don't want to hear this conversation and don't want to put down their division consciously or unconsciously and so you know because spirituality for instance is largely uh, a matter of free will so you know you come to spirituality when you're ready when you or when you're when you're called somehow but it's not you can never impose any spirituality on anybody else so you can't Im- impose oneness unity or you know awakened consciousness on a world that's divided and the majority are in that world and are undivided are divided i mean divided for yeah. yeah are divided <laughs> yes no i hear what you're saying and so and so what i'm so what i'm saying is is that that can be a that can be a a problem in the sense that it can engender fear when the world ramps up and maybe it's ramping up at the moment, you know, in terms of everybody feels a, a certain increase in resonance that engenders a fear. Is the world itself going to collapse? Well, well let's just, just look at the first, the first yeah. point, which is okay. about who do we mean? Who do I mean by we? And yeah. is that, is it, is that possible? Because I'm saying this is absolutely urgent and this is what we are, in some ways, needing to do as a as a collective, as a human species. Um, so uh, this is a big uh, <laughs> topic in some ways. I'm just going to try and simplify it. When I say we, I mean those who are ready 
I mean, ready again is the wrong word, but those who are ripe in some ways. Yeah, we can't impose this on everybody. You can't impose anything on everybody, as my little uh, <laughs> little uh, piece of writing uh, says. You know, you're free to believe whatever you want to believe. We can't impose anything, not even the idea or the invitation to oneness. Yeah, but we can. Those who are um, we take it away from the spiritual path. Yeah, it's, it's nothing to do with that, really. Those who are noticing, yeah, those individuals who are noticing that the any attempt to oppose, fight, convince, uh, reject members of their own family, friends in their own social circle, neighbors or anybody else, but let's, it starts with the immediate environment. Any attempt to, to fight, oppose, cajole, bully, reject, uh, make wrong uh, those in the immediate environment who might think differently, feel differently, do differently, and so on, creates more suffering, creates more stress, creates more of what the world already has, mm, mm. which is division. Mm. And who's hurting here? The one who is doing the opposition, the one who is doing the judgment, the one who is rejecting and saying, well, if you believe that or do that, uh, then then I'm I'm not going to be your friend anymore. I'm not going to be in your family anymore. I'm going to, mm. yeah, and so on and so on. So it starts with each of us. And mm. there are many people who take a righteous stance whether it's a spiritual stance or a, a, a medical stance or a whatever stance it might be. Um, and even though they, you know, and they believe themselves to be right. And even if there is a rightness in that, even that can be used as a weapon of war to perpetuate division and that's not often seen but it will be seen because the one who is doing that or taking that stance suffers mm. and that's what the world is doing it's going to ramp up the personal suffering until something clicks yeah what i call a bifurcation point uh, comes yeah. in you yeah in the individual that says there's something better than this there's something beyond this and it requires me to put down my stance and let it be let it be let the other be wrong or let the other be right or let the other yeah i don't know or even if i do know just let it be i meet you in another place mm. i meet you in another space it's unconditional that's a state of forgiveness every human being essentially, ultimately, yeah, and I think it's every human being, wants to feel like they belong, yeah? Every sane human being wants love, ultimately, to be loved and to love, ultimately, on the deepest level, even if mm. they don't know it, mm. Mm. yeah? So there is something when the individual is ripe that mm. yeah, gets it somewhere in their being in their soul, in their gut, that the that that love and the unconditionality of that, even if we disagree, is far more important, 
far more nourishing than trying to vanquish the enemy. Yeah. And the enemy being your neighbor who's doing something different, believes something different, acts differently, makes different choices. Yeah. And some there are many more people coming to that because it's ramping up. Yeah. I, yeah, I hear, I hear. I think that, you know, as you're speaking, I think of a, ch- a choice really on the deepest level between uh, of what we value. What do we value? Do we value the deepest? Do we value? I don't mean superficially value. I mean, do we value our unity, our sameness as each other, the the things that bind us, the things that hold us together, the recognition of each other in each other's eyes, or do we value opinion, belief, and this, and those more you know superficial wave stuff, which is important, which has a value in it, but to be so lost in in that that you forget the value of of actually the essence of life, as far as one is concerned, the essence of life. What is the essence of life? Yes, it does come down to what do you value. And I would just say something else to that. And that is, it's not really about valuing our sameness. Well, it is, but it's also about valuing our differences. Yeah, I mean, the we're same not thing. the same. Yeah, yeah? oneness. Yeah. Oneness isn't a homogenous mass where everybody agrees. That's part of the divided state yeah. that's already here in the world. Is that if only we would all agree, either on this side of the matter or that side of the matter, then everything would be all right. But it wouldn't be. We value our differences. If you feel to do something else, if you want to take your life in a different direction, if you want to take care of your body in a different direction, if you want to make different choices. Choices, whatever it might be, as long as it's not harming anybody. Yeah, you're not sticking a knife into anybody, or you're not. <laughs> yeah, um, then you're free to make those choices, and so am I. And in that way, we live in harmony because what we value is the integrity of each human being. What we value is the authority of each human being, the God-given authority to make their own choices. What we value is the deep heart. And in the deep heart, there is a sameness in that we're all here freely on earth, yeah, by God's, God's, <laughs> by God's authority. Yeah, we all have a right to that life. Um, so this does connect to awakened consciousness because we can't wake up out of the ego self that is always looking for a battle. It's always looking for the differences that create division and therefore make me better than you, higher than you, more special than you, more privileged than you, or make me the underdog, the victim. And in all that, there is a separation and the ego loves that. So there is uh, a sort of uh, collective awakening that is being called, but we don't all have to agree as to uh, our individual, what our individual lives look like. No, I, of course, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, and again, as you speak, it, it does make me realise, and we, we, we talk about this quite a lot, that the world is, is just, you know, the mirror of the world is increasing and intensifying that very invitation. That invitation that you just alluded to—it's—it's—it's so—it's so kind of obvious because we either descend in some sort of way into ever increasing division. Because how far can division go? It can go a long way. We haven't seen nothing yet. If you want to keep subdividing, you look at fractions. Look at mathematics. It's it's endless fractalian nature of things. You know, and but maybe the call of that is to is is to discover something deeper 
and relate. And it's a relating. I see, you know, we talked about relationship, you know, how it starts with meeting ourselves because it can't start with any other way. It starts with meeting ourselves and then in, in with intimate relationship, however that manifests, and then with meeting everything and everybody in the same way. So this is a profound call to, to, to that invitation. Is that right? Yes, yes. It, it, yeah, I mean, we talked about um, relationship on the previous podcast, but it, absolutely it's very relevant. I mean, the battle of relationship, yeah? Relationship is often a battle. Two egos, you know, fighting for their own needs, not always, <laughs> but it swings into that occasionally in most relationships um, or some kind of compromise is made. But, uh, you know, that's the same. You know, how can we meet in intimate relationship beyond beyond our need our need to control our need to fix our need to be approved of yes beyond the need to be right it's beyond the need to be um uh, approved of it's beyond the need to 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 belong it's beyond the need for anything and so it starts in, in, well, it starts with ourselves, um, but it starts very much in intimate relationship. Um, if we can end the battle there, not by kowtowing to the other, but by meeting in a different place, meeting in truth, meeting in openness, meeting in nakedness, where I can tell my truth and you can tell your truth. And neither of us has to be right. Neither do we have to fix each other nor fix ourselves. It's, it's a, if you like, an act of deep listening, yeah? Deep listening in intimate relationship changes everything. It's the birth of love. And that is what is missing on a collective level is the willingness and the capacity to listen. Yeah, we don't have to fix it or make it right for the other. We just listen. And listening from openness is also a letting be. It's a letting be. But what's happening is that we sort of listen. We half listen. The majority of people, they hear something and it triggers a something, a response, a defendedness, an attack, a reactivity, a righteousness, uh, uh, I don't know, an insult of some sort, an offense. And then there's, yeah, there's a reaction to that either in the mental or in the action. Yeah, it's, it's, there's a reaction in the thought. So it becomes a battle of thoughts and opinions. Or there's a reaction in the, in the behavior. And so the, the battle of the divided state escalates. Yeah? And is escalating. And is escalating. Somebody somewhere has to say enough. Enough. No more battle. Let it be as it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask you a, an interesting question. Are you, are you, are you, I don't know what the word is, a fatalist, or are you, if you look in, you know, do you look into the future, Amoda, and see something? Or, you know, because I know you talk about very much about meeting life, meeting the unknown here and now, and we both 
you know, this is what we do is being, is showing up here and here and here and here. We talk about things. And so what do you, you know, if I'm going to ask you, is this, 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 this profound and, you know, seemingly kind of difficult evolutionary movement to a, a deeper unit to, to, to the world changing on some level to a deeper to have a to to relate to each other as human beings on a deeper level do you is it is this likely do you imagine you know i'm asking you just a personal question for people's you know interest really i mean do i have a vision of the future or am i so rooted in the now that there is no future and do you do, yeah do, do, and <laughs> and does it and does it affect you hmm. well let me try and untangle that. I live totally in the present. I don't live in the fear of the future or the hope of the future. I live rooted in the unknown of the uh, of the now. And it's only in this that there's no flapping around in panic or in yeah, fear or in whatever it might be. Yeah, it's rooted in the now and everything is unknown. It's unfolding as it is. So in some ways, that's a fatalist. I wouldn't call it a fatalist, but <laughs> fate will have its way. That's for sure. Exactly. There are forces much greater than anything that I can know. There are galactic forces. There are karmic forces. There are intergalactic forces. There are planetary forces and there are cosmic forces of which I cannot possibly be absolutely certain and nothing is fixed. Yeah. So, you know, we can relate this to quantum physics and all that, I'm but going I to, got the language you, for it. Yeah. I'm going to ask you that in a minute. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so in that sense, only meeting life as it unfolds now is important or matters. It's also, <laughs> without getting too mixed up with what we're talking about here, <laughs> the only place where change can happen is in the now. However, okay. yeah, we'll come back to that. However, I can't help. It's how God made me, if we want to use that word. <laughs> yeah, it's how my sacred geometry has been arranged. I can't help but be somewhat of a visionary into the future. Now I'm not psychic and I don't see, um, you know, certainties of the future, but I ride, I seem to ride on a kind of wave of potential. Yeah. Yeah. And that wave of potential revealed to me many, many years ago. And you know, this story, Kavi and, Perhaps some of the listeners know it, but maybe not. I saw a world burning. This is 30 years ago. I saw a world burning. And the only way through, the only answer, if you like, the only solution, the only possibility was to meet that world as presence and as openness. And my whole life has been an unfolding of that, both on a personal level and in terms of the teaching. Now, I never knew that. 
And in that vision, only presence and openness, this undivided state, not as a cold witness, but it has a witnessing quality to it. Only that allowed the old to be born so that the new could emerge. Now, I don't know what that's going to look like, but that's a possibility. Everything is a possibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's as far as my visionary capacity goes. I mean, there's more to it than that, the more detail. Mm-hmm. But in that sense, I, in, as much as I can know <laughs> without holding on to a stance of knowing, I know that the only solution to the conundrum or the, the mess or the climax of chaos or intensity that we are currently immersed in or riding as a collective, the only ways for each of us to take responsibility for our inner undivided state and to meet ourselves and each other and every other in our immediate environment and the world as a whole, whatever that means to you, um, from this undivided state Mm. as presence and openness without flapping around about, oh, but they're going to destroy the world or Mm. the world is going to end or we have to do this in order to save the world. That's not the answer. It's just not the answer to the evolutionary impulse that's part of this vision and this transformation that we're going through. Yeah, something new. It's like the phoenix is rising from the ashes, but the ashes have to burn the old away. And that's painful. And we have to let it destroy itself because it was built on shaky ground. So the, oh man, so much to say about what you said. The, 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 the witness, you know, compassionate, let's say, a warm witness consciousness has to pretty much stay in the divided state as the dream that seems so real crumbles to dust around them to reveal the reality that it actually is. This is like a vision. Yes, really, it must remain in the undivided state. In the undivided What's, what's <laughs> going on with my language today? I do apologize, people. I'm completely <laughs> it means the, the un- place. <laughs> we must remain in the undivided state. Yes, that's right. Yes, it is the answer. And and I, I know that viscerally from my own life. I mean, you know, I, like every human being, um, awakened or not awakened, if, if, if something is in my environment that tells me I'm wrong or I shouldn't do this or I should do this or I'm not allowed to go here or I should go there or I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to feel initially um, a sense of insult, a sense of, uh, I don't know, whatever it might be. It's like, you know, it's like my own inner authority is being challenged or, or you know, it may bring up fear or what if, or what about that? Uh, or do I have to do this now or whatever? Do I have to do this? I, mean, I don't have to do anything. Um, so even in my own life, there is a fine tuning of that. Yeah. That capacity, that willingness, that absolute devotion to what is primary here and what is primary is the undivided state and when i uh, bow down to that undivided state and it's just an inner fine tuning 
I find that my life completely flows mm. in a in a much more open, beautiful, flowing mm. way where 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 good things happen. Yeah. Mm. It's it doesn't enter the battlefield and it's not about burying your head in the sand. It's no. totally alert and awake and clear seeing of what's going on, but it doesn't attach to the position taking, to the battle, to the enemy making. It simply follows its own inner rhythm. Yeah. And something beautiful happens. Yes. There's so, a grace, uh, there's an upliftment. Yeah. Internally, the energy just changes and the life changes, the synchronicities, the possibilities. It flourishes. Yeah. That's the new world. Yeah, I, I, I too can bear witness to that. That you know, um, when 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 I've given my allegiance to uh, my own inner division, I feel fearful and small, and that's just exactly where the the egoic world wants me. Yeah, fearful and small, and when I move away from that, move into giving my allegiance to that that deepest of unity and I come home, as it were, I feel powerful, I feel in authority, I feel strong, I feel centred and I feel, you know, kind of, yeah, whole. And there's a, there's some kind of uh, geometry that happens then and I it seems as though we have an impact on the world, whether we're in the fearful, divided, small state or in the yeah, the unity, the unified, deepest state. And Absolutely. One, of, one of them gives, you know, feeds the negative global pain body. And the other one says, I'm staying here. I'm staying here. And that changes. That's what I was going to ask you. Do you think we have a quantum effect on the field? Yes, yes, and yes. Now, I'm not a physicist and I don't have the language to to really dissect this or speak about it in in ways that, you know, there's many people who have more knowledge about this in that way. But from what I do understand on some level and from my inner knowing, whether we call it quantum physics or whatever, I do I do know that there is each of us is a is a microcosm of the macrocosm and the nature of existence is holographic. In other words, wherever you look, there will be a representation of the whole. So each of us is that representation of the whole. So the wholeness of you, the wholeness of me, the undivided state of you, the undivided state of me, and the frequency that we um, as individuals might uh live in you know the, the yeah the frequency of openness the frequency of presence the frequency of unconditionality and so on everything we've been speaking about has an effect on the totality yeah it doesn't mean that one person can save the world yeah. or change everything it means that everything is interconnected and and that's why we offer you and I cover, yes, the work that we do, because mm, there yes. is an impact that is created just by the frequency field. Yeah, we know that through the gatherings that we, we have and the, the yeah, the, the, what happens when we collect together, when we come together, not to be like-minded, but to imbibe and to, and to emit, <laughs> yeah, to be beacons of this frequency field because of the 
inner transformation that is taking place, then something starts to spread out and people report the impact on their, on their own environment. And that's how it changes. Yeah. Beautiful. It seems to be this, 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 you know, this sort of transformational capacity of, 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 of the frequency field that each one of us is a beacon of, um, either for the detriment or for the upliftment, <laughs> um, um, is part of the evolutionary process. Mm. Mm. Yeah, the evolutionary awesome. process of consciousness, yeah, it's consciousness that's waking up through us. Mm. Um, what this ends up looking like in, in terms of the, the world, we, we don't actually know. We can imagine, we can hope, we can, yeah, but we, we respond to that. We respond to that, yeah. We don't uh, sort of reach out into the future to, 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 to sort of make it happen uh, in a sort of ideological way. We respond to it, and it's from that response that a new world is built. Yeah. Wow. I'm, yeah, I don't, I don't um, actually feel a bit speechless after that because I've just seen that, you know, I've just sort of imagining or, you know, grappling with uh, everything that we're talking about because, I mean, to me, this is, this is profound. We look out at the world, each of us is looking out at the world and we're going out into the world. We call it the matrix now. Everybody seems to call it the matrix and uh, and it, and it has, you know, it, it can only serve either one of two purposes. To not, we all make choices. We're all making choices all of the time. So what? You know, and and if this is an opportunity, you know, on the deepest level of of human to actually meet each other in, in out beyond in the field, beyond wrongdoing and right doing. There is a field. I'll meet you there. This man, Rumi, said this in the in whatever it was, I can't remember, 11th or 12th century, he talked about our situation because it's the perennial human situation. Either we're going to meet, you know, and we're going to do battle and I'm going to draw my sword and I'm going to try and chop your head off and feel like a victor until somebody comes along and does it to me, or we're going to meet in a field beyond wrongdoing and rightdoing. We're going to lay down our arms and meet each other, but we can't do that with each other until we do it with ourselves. And yes. that's where the job is, right? That's where the right. task is. It's actually quite exciting. No? <laughs> I find this quite an exciting time to live as a potential, a lot of potential here. Yeah. There's an extraordinary amount of potential. Yeah. I mean, what else do we want? Do we want the kind of humdrum, same old thing? Let's <laughs> let's keep on repeating the same old <laughs> deceptions and oh, I don't know, whatever uh, to ourselves, you know. Uh, uh, this is a really exciting time for for something new to to reveal itself. And, and uh, yeah, sorry. No, the, the more we can be curious about it, mm. the more we can meet this p- 
potential time for transformation without without overlaying it with some kind of doomsday scenario. Oh my God, this is the end of everything we know, the end of the world. Woe is me, my life is going to be over. Uh, and without overlaying it with some kind of yeah. uh, new, new age, age, we're going yeah. to ascend and we don't need bodies anymore. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, all of that is possible. Anything is possible. Um but what's more important than that and more valuable in that is just to meet with curiosity this, this very transformative time where change is happening and change is welcome. Yeah, there needs to be change. There's no growth. There's no evolution. There's no transformation without change. And the ego is so frightened of change. But this is wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Mm. I- <laughs> I know. Well, speaking as two Aquarians who <laughs> who seem to, I don't know. You know, sometimes it seems like we, we, you and I, came together in order to, 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 to come and share this 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 time with each other and with other people. So be it. So, well, I hope we've 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 um, at least stimulated a deeper conversation for for everyone. We haven't sought to answer it, and we certainly haven't to, to sought to um, create more division. You know, uh, we're, we're we're speaking from unity and speaking from love and speaking. This this is the clarion call to to go deeper and be deeper. And we hope we've uh, stimulated something uh, in there. Amoda, is there anything you'd like to say before we call it quits for for this episode? No, I think that's enough for today. That was a, a lovely conversation, sort of in some ways unexpected. I had no idea what direction it would go in. Um, but yes, it's 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 inspired me. It has inspired <laughs> me, it's actually. inspired me, yes. It has the clarion insp- call to myself. Yeah, I agree, <laughs> yes. Well, and, you know, I'm, I have to say that each day, this is happening to me now each day, I'm seeing more and more intensely where I'm pulled into the division and I'm taking that as such an opportunity to come back to rest in wholeness, rest in this, that it's like, wow, what more could I want? Mm. So I thank you for your wisdom and your grace. And... uh I'll see you downstairs in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my love. See you soon. <laughs> okay. Always the same. We'll see you again, people. There'll be somebody else talking, hopefully, apart from me next time. We've got yes. some a couple of interesting uh, conversations coming up. So stay tuned. Do subscribe and, uh, and share it if you're moved. And uh, be well wherever you are. Take care. Goodbye.